Hey guys, what's going on? This is Cheney 180 and Sergeant Bananas, what's up? You're listening to another episode of They're Not Dolls. Um episode 144. There you go. There you go, Johnny Boy. <laughs> There's a lot of episodes, so yeah, yeah, it's a lot of episodes to remember. You're not used to doing that part, so it's all good, man. Yeah, I don't even know if you told me what it was, so I had to like go to the page right now and like as it as it's time to say, I was like, I gotta see what that number is. <laughs> you know, which one, which one, which like, hurry one? Hurry load. Okay, so uh once again the fallen fet is not here, but luckily we have uh the one and only Eye of Awatu to fill in for him tonight. So welcome to the show, Tom. Well, thank you, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Not too bad. Thanks for hopping on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we really appreciate it. So we've got quite a bit to talk about tonight. Um, Some hot topics here and there. But uh, first, how about we get into our weeks, yeah? Yeah. Okay. All right. No. Do you agree? (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, yeah no, my week is my own. Okay, cool. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll go ahead and start with you, Tom. What did you get in this week? Uh so first for me would be um, I got my Mark Fifty uh, Iron Man Hot Toy figure. That was my start of the week, which was a great start. I've been waiting on him for a bit, and then um, middle of the week, I actually got um, not really an action figure, but kind of the Band Presto um, uh, All Might the statue he's he's awesome i just needed an all might for like my backgrounds for my deku shot yeah and then today i got evil majin boo i feel like i'm like the last person to get their evil majin boo (laughs) where'd you get it from Uh, i got it from megalopolis toys okay which i think they uh they sent me something saying it got back ordered so i was like on like a third tier of the shipping on that which was fine as long as I got him, that's all yeah, I cared about. It's all right, you got him. It's all good. Yep. Sweet. Mr. Johnny. Um, I actually didn't get anything. Yeah, I don't think I got. Yeah, I didn't get anything this this past week. Okay. Um, what did I get? I got. I got the um. The Craven and Black Spider Man pack. I know Wisman had picked me up one, but I saw one and the paint apps were like really, really nice on it. And I just couldn't walk away. I, was like, I don't know, man. These This one looks really clean. <laughs> looks real clean. I think I'm going to get it. So I went ahead and picked that up. Um, and then I got, I went to like three game stops on Friday. It was really funny because the first one I went to, like, they didn't really have anything. And I was rifling through, like, all, like, the legends and stuff like that. And the guy's like, hey, is there anything you're looking for, you know, specifically? And I was like, no, I'm just kind of rifling through what you got. And so he walks off and he comes back. He's like, hey, you know, I I can help you out if you need anything and blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, just, like, super helpful. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm okay. Like, I'll, I'll let you know if I need anything. And he's all, well, if there's one that you're, you know, looking for, um, he's like, we could pre-order it or do this or do that. And I'm like, I'm cool, man. I'm just looking for your stuff. Like, you're like thanks, employee <laughs> of the month. <laughs> yeah, like, guy's just like doing a, a really awesome job at his job. And so I'm just like, no, no, it's all good. Like, 
no worries. And he's like, well, is there anyone you're looking for? I'm like, well, I saw that you had this. I'm like, don't have Ronin yet. Like, he's like, hold on. And he like looks up in the computer. He's all, it's over there on that one. It says they have one. I'm like, okay. I was like, do you have any, like, you know, X-Men? Because I'm looking for, like, one or two more Jubilees. And he's like, we do, but the, we got two cases in the back, and they're all on pre-order, so we're holding them. I'm like, okay, all right. And he's like, I could call over to that other store and have them hold it for you. I'm like, I'm on my way over there already. Don't worry about it. And he's like, okay. And I was just like, man, that guy was on top of it. <laughs> yeah. It makes me wonder how that store is doing. He's really trying to push a sale. Yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was pretty dead in there when I was in there. But he's like, funny I haven't seen anybody for five years. <laughs> <laughs> it's so lonely. It's so lonely. <laughs> Just buy it for me, please. <laughs> Do you need anything? Do you need anything? I'm like, no, no, I'm good, man. I'm I'm totally good. So I go to the next one and they have all kinds of legends too, and I'm rifling through them and it's like way tucked back in the corner. I'm like, oh, there's that Ronin. And then I just I just haven't gotten around to getting it yet. And so I was like, I wanted to get it. So I got it. And uh it's funny because the lady working there, she's like, Where did you find that? I'm all in here with all the stuff, and she's like I was looking for that earlier. I couldn't find it anywhere. I'm all well. I got it now. You know. <laughs> and just so, some, was that just some random lady, or was that a lady that worked there? That's a lady right. that worked there. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I was like, well, you know, I got it, so it's all good. And I'm going to like pay, and I see like the little like printout paper with like the Wolverine with the cowboy hat, and I saw, and let me order that too. Oh and yeah. I saw a Mud Trooper, and I picked up the Mud Trooper as well. Uh, so now I've got like two of those, but I was like, yeah, let me get the, the pre-order on that Wolverine there. She starts like blabbing off about how exciting, you know, it is and how she loves Wolverine. And just thinking in my head, I'm like, well, not as much as me. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. That's great. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're good there. And then, um, let me see, I think think that might have been about it but i wanted to talk about um i went into target on sunday because i wanted to see if they had any of that new star wars stuff i actually wanted to look at that you know uh stormtrooper luke just to kind of like gauge whether if i wanted or not and um so i like or no i went to the other GameStop and i picked up another forge and uh skullbuster that's what i did <laughs> third game stop and uh, the lady there was super helpful too. She, they had them all like up top, like they had them up on a shelf because I guess they had like thirteen hundred dollars and shrink like a couple months back, so they weren't like able to keep anything on the floor anymore. I was like, wow, yeah, that's an issue. Yeah, that's a lot of money just to all of a sudden lose. Yeah, especially, yeah. especially if it's like in stuff like toys. Yeah, Man, someone must be like carting stuff out of there. Yeah, like they got to be going by the case, like. That's ridiculous. That reminds me of a funny story, though. What is it? Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget this. I, I'm not. I'm not an advocate for being a thief or anything. But this story, um, in high school, one of the like there was a biology teacher that had like during like Brit like a passing period and like at lunchtime he would have like all kinds of like candy bars and like snacks and stuff that he would sell out of his classroom. So like. You know, all the kids would go in there, like, through passing period and, like, grab stuff. And this buddy of mine, he would, like, come to a class and he would always have, like, all these snacks. And then 
like beef jerky, like candy bars, like soda, like, you know, chips, all this stuff. I'm like, man, I'm like, where do you get that? And he's like, Mr. Shergan's class. And I was like, really? And he, so he's telling me, that. he's like, yeah, just, he's like, you just go in there and you just get whatever you want. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, watch, come with me. Oh no. <laughs> so, so I go with, I went purely as a spectator. Cause I'm, because um, you're a good boy. Because uh, I'm not a thief, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm, a, I'm not a thief out of fear of getting caught, and then like the repercussions of that. Not because I'm like, you know, have the good moral compass necessarily. I'm just like, I'm scared to get caught, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so he was not scared at all, so, and he proved that very quickly. So he <laughs> go in there, and there's like a bunch of kids in there. And I swear, man, like all you could hear is just like rappers just rustling like all over the place. And I look, I like, I'm looking around or whatever. And I see him and he just walks over, opens up this cabinet, takes the case of Snickers, like not just one, but like the entire box and just slides it into his backpack. Oh my God. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like dying laughing. And then he doesn't stop there because now he's like showing off. And so he got he like steals a couple more things. So then like he actually bought something. That's like his thing. He's like, oh well, I'll buy something, you know. <laughs> like for the for the thirty dollars of stuff I'm stealing, I'll, I'll you know pay for this dollar candy bar. So he goes and he <laughs> buys something, and they must have been like suspecting him of like stealing. And so they're like, they said like something to him, like, oh like just that you know kind of like you know like like they said in that like oh just that's all you want to get and he was and then they said something and i guess the teacher like said something to him and he goes and he, he was black he goes is it because i'm black like he totally like threw that on them and they're just like, oh no 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 we're good uh oh no yeah so we walked out of there and he had a ton of stuff but i just i'll never forget that noise Cause I feel it, it seemed like everybody. I'm like, this guy doesn't make any money. He makes what five bucks? Cause like it's it just the noise of the rappers rustling around and people. It was just like everyone's stealing. It's like am I like the only person in here that just is not stealing right now? This is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. That that noise just makes me laugh though. And I think back to that, and then just seeing him just take the entire case of Snickers and just sliding it into his backpack. I'm like. Man, that's a lot of one thing. You must really like Snickers. Are you just trying to show off? Like, right <laughs> I expected the end of that story to be, and no one had candy bars in that school ever again. After yeah. <laughs> well, he he did he did stop like selling stuff eventually because obviously he was losing tons of money. <laughs> of yeah. course, you know, I mean, you try I, to do something nice, and you have like one person that just takes advantage of it. <laughs> one turned into two, two turned into four, and then. And next thing you know, you got 20 people going in there between periods, just like, oh, cool, Sour Patch Kids for free? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> beef jerky, beef jerky, beef jerky is expensive. Yeah, too. it is. It's like five bucks for like a small pack, and you get the big ones, like 15 bucks. You know, the ones like for like road trips. Oh, yeah. You have to like take out a loan to get because they're so expensive. <laughs> it's like, why is beef jerky $84? 
Dude, it blows me away because there, <laughs> there's the Whole Foods down the street from me that, like, I go in there and they have, like, the beef jerky at the butcher counter. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, $35 a pound. Or not not even a pound. It's like It's, like, it's insane. I'm oh like, who the hell is buying this stuff? Like, these are steakhouse prices. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is beef jerky, man. Yeah, for a porterhouse. What's going on around here? <laughs> Whole, Whole Foods is kind of out, out of line with, with a lot of their prices now. So, they, like, they've gotten better though since amazon bought them now they're you know i don't even, I, I, I guess I, I can't really speak to that because i i don't go to it very often because there's one like that close to me but yeah yeah in la i'm surrounded by like three within a five mile radius there you go so which one do i want to do i'd be going there too i mean i would still be gone but yeah all right well uh let's see oh yeah my target story I wanted to, um, I wanted to look at that that Black Series uh, Luke Skywalker, and uh, it's funny because I saw on Friday I saw Scott Solo from Sarlacc Digest at Target, and then I saw him again on Sunday, and he said he had already hit up another Target and got what he wanted, but he was looking for stuff for his buddy, and there was another guy there looking for Star Wars stuff, and I guess like it showed that they had all the Star Wars stuff, but the employees couldn't locate it. And then it showed they had like 10 X-Men figures on hand. And there wasn't a single one on the peg. And like they looked around, they couldn't find any of that stuff. And like the Star Wars stuff is like, it was like either one case or two cases of the Luke Skywalker. It was the three, three quarter inch Han Solo. And then the vintage pack, like the new, the new vintage Kenner style Star Wars figures. Oh yeah. All those. It was all that stuff, and they couldn't find any of it. Hmm. But it was in stock. I'm wondering if someone probably went in and, like, just hid them all somewhere. That's usually, like, the way it is around here, that's usually what happens is, like, you know, uh, usually an employee will take that stuff, hide it somewhere until it's time for them to get off work, and then they'll buy it. So, yeah, it was just, it, it was like, is messed up because there was like, you know, Scott was there and there was another guy there and I was there and it was like, we're all looking for this stuff. And like all that Star Wars stuff was street dated. So it should have been out that morning. Right. Like, there's no reason why, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it should have been missing. But it was. And it was just like, man, that's messed up, you know. Sounds like it's totally an employee that just stashed the box <laughs> somewhere. Uh, that's the way it goes around here. Like the target I usually go to, like you're lucky if you find anything most of the time. And like, I've like been there when stuff is supposed to come out and like, they'll refuse to like bring it out. Like they, one time they had brought, it was like when those guardians of the galaxy, um, that wave that had Angela in it, mm-hmm. it was when that wave came out and, uh, I had them look it up. They had it. And so the lady was like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't know where they're, I, I, I'm not bringing them out. And I'm like, okay, so I go to customer service, talk to the lady customer service, and she's like, calls back there and tells the lady, like, you know, he's looking for this character or whatever. So the lady, like, begrudgingly, like, brings it out, and she's, like, all, like, upset about it and everything. And I'm like, well, you know, I want a couple of the other characters and... Like, send her back again <laughs> yeah so she sent her back and then the lady calls back on the radio she's like, i can't find them i don't know where they're at oh that was out of spite for sure uh-huh i was just like oh wow it's like that and it's like it's just really rough around that like that store like that like 
what is it when um when the juggernaut wave came out like i never i don't think i ever saw it at that store I used to have those same issues like, you know, before a lot of the figures could have been purchased and like pre-ordered online and stuff like that. I used to do like drive from the Walmart to the Target to the Toys R Us to the Walmart back to a different Target, like, you know, those types of days. And, um, you know, you run into different toy aisles and you see the different clerks there and some would be super helpful and others would just look at you with a side eye and then kind of scoff that you asked for them to check in back for something. Even uh-huh. though the, the system would say that there's clearly some in that, that building somewhere, but they just wouldn't bother, didn't have the time for you. Well, I had it at the, at the Target I was talking about right now. There was, um, it wasn't even street dated. Like there was no street date. And I knew that they had, it was like the Dr. Strange wave. They had it in stock and I was like, Hey, you know, can you bring it out? And the guy that the employee that was working, like you could tell, like he was like, yeah, no. And I'm like, well, then I want to talk to a manager. Like, I need a reason why you don't want to bring these out. Like, and so the manager comes out and she's like, well, he said that the, you know, we got to save them for the reset date. I said the the reset date shouldn't matter. Like if you have them in stock, how come I can't buy them? I don't yeah. understand. Like, Aren't they there to be sold to customers? Yeah. You're like, a customer wanting to buy them. Yeah. You're, you have them in stock. I would like to buy them. She's like, well, we can't bring them out till we reset. We got to do the reset. And I'm like, that makes no sense. Like I, Oh man, I was so mad. And it was funny because I looked it up online after like right after I left the store and they all were out of stock after that. Oh no. So it was just like, come on, man. Like <laughs> get out of here with that. So it was, it, it was frustrating because it was just like, come on, man. Like, can, can we please just do what we're supposed to around here? And later on, I saw some uh, random guy had posted that he had found uh, the X-Men wave at that store, like right around when they were closing that night. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, look at that. What do you know? So there is that. Let's go ahead and move into these announcements. Let's talk about the the hot ticket of the day, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all had an experience of that. <laughs> That's yeah. what we were talking about beforehand. Yeah. So uh, why, don't, why don't you take us through your morning this morning, Tom? So uh, this morning, typically I wake up, uh, I have a little bit more of a flexual, flex, flexual is not a word, uh, a <laughs> flexible schedule. I did that um, earlier. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I normally get up around like nine o'clock or so. But today, because today was the day that they, uh, Mezco was releasing the deluxe version of the John Wick figure, um, I decided to set my alarm for the, the date, that, the time that that was going to drop, which was 7 a.m. for us here uh, on the Pacific time and so i set my alarm for 658 uh woke up went straight to that site uh watched the countdown hit refresh a bunch of times just in case and the second that button went live i jammed on it as hard as i could and then i waited and waited (laughs) and waited (laughs) and eventually got through and then waited again and for about 20 to 30 minutes uh it was a constant struggle of waiting for things to load it telling me that my card wasn't working then i used paypal paypal would then stall out and then uh you know just a lot of that back and forth back and forth for yeah about 30 minutes and then at the end of it all i had two separate paypal transactions go through 
Um, and only one was showing on my account. So I was, I had no idea what had actually had gone through. All I knew is that I definitely got one. Maybe I got two. Who knows? I might've bought 20. I don't know. I know that <laughs> as of right now in my email box, I have about 20 confirmations. <laughs> they're all just two order numbers. So I guess at the end of the day, I got two of them and, and they're still on sale. So, Hey, yeah, you could buy one right now. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. It was a great time at 7 a.m. And then at 7.30, I just rolled over and went back to sleep. And that's the real win right there. Yeah. <laughs> it was, but it wasn't very good sleep. I woke up miserable. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Johnny? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm on the same same time zone as Tom here in California. So I, uh, I was already up at work, but... I uh, was sitting in my car just basically waiting for seven to come along. And um, I, uh, so as soon as like, as soon as it went up, I hit pre-order like immediately. And then the site crashed, which is, which is cool. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, oh, okay. Like refresh, you know, do that. Add to cart, crash again. Like neat. That was, that was cool. And that probably happened for about a half hour until I like, kept saying, you know, I got, I got all the typical things that happened during like a Mezco pre-order, which is it says your cut, your payment fails, even though you, I don't know why it does that. It's like, okay, my card definitely, definitely works. Like uh, I went, eventually I had to go through, I actually did it through Venmo, which. Oh yeah. I saw there was an option. Yeah. So, it, and then it went through, but at one point in time, I, kept like adding it to cart thinking that it wasn't recognizing the other ones each time it crashed. So then I looked at my cart at one point and said, I have three. Well, like I don't need three. So then I was, I was able to remove two. Luckily, but I, I know like some people ended up with more than they cared for. I mean, you just heard what Tom said. Um, he only ended up with one more though, but I've heard, I uh, know, I know someone else ended up with four. Um, not, I'm not talking about Dario, but Dario also ended up before. Um, so yeah, it's just like a kind of a big mess, and then everyone's kind of having issues with it, and and then now it's funny because they they're probably sitting laughing like it's still up, and it's probably working. Smooth. <laughs> you know, calm down. But you know what? Like we've all come to expect this of their pre-orders, the craziness mm-hmm. of it. So, it, you know, I mean, maybe now going forward, I won't. You know, won't have to be so worried about being able to lock something down but something like john wick you know being a popular character and then there not being very many figures in him out and just all the accessories and all that stuff something i really wanted and a lot of people wanted so we all wanted to make sure that we were gonna have a chance to get one and man that first like hour was was like it was hell for like everybody i think yeah yeah, I was uh, I was driving home from work, and so I was actually at a stoplight when seven o'clock hit, and so I, you know, clicked the button like you guys did, and I was like, "All right, well, let's just see what happens." I mean, I'm just, I'm driving, so whatever. And as soon as I saw like a PayPal button, I was like, "Let me, let me hit that." And luckily, I got home at like seven o five, so I was able to like kind of like, okay, well, let's see what's going on here, and. It's the same thing, you know, it would time out and then I hit refresh and then I'd just go back and forth and back and forth. And then eventually I like went through 
but it never like went back to the page where it's like, oh, okay, it went through. So I was like, okay, they took my money. So does that mean I got it? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what happened there. Like, did you go through it again after that? Because that's what got me. Like, it, I never got the thank you page with the confirmation and everything, but I just got an email from PayPal saying that something came through. But I'm like, uh, so I checked my account, and nothing was in my account on Mezco, and that's why I went back through again. And then the second time oh. it actually showed, but the second time it actually showed on my account, so I was like, "Oh well, clearly the first one didn't go through then." Huh. Yeah, for me, I just like I was like, "Well, it went through on PayPal, so if it went through on PayPal, I'm pretty sure that it it went through." And what it is is the site is probably just so bogged out right now that. You know, because like I do a lot of things like that. Like, you know, I've tried to get like Funko Fun Days before, and that is a nightmare. It's kind yeah. of the same thing. Like, you wait, everybody hops on, and it just bogs out. And you're like, you got to be patient, really. You just got to sit there and, you know, refresh or go back, you know, log back in, try again, log back in, try again, and just keep doing it until you get through. Because when that happens, it doesn't mean that, you know, when it bogs out, it doesn't mean that, like, all these people are, you know, filing through real quick. It's just, like, everybody's kind of experiencing the same thing, and you just have to be diligent with it, yeah. you know? I think the thing that got me with the Mesco one, though, is, like, as you guys were saying, you know, it didn't just time out, but it, like, also gave you multiple different, like, warnings and sayings, like, you know, either this part timed out or your credit card didn't go through. I think I screen capped six or seven different areas of the site as I was going through today that had an issue that crashed on me. And I'm like, for it to have crashes at multiple different points, uh, like before I get to the checkout page where it has an error, after I click submit where it has an error, you know, and then like going back after I actually click the PayPal button, like PayPal had an error. So it was like you know, multiple different venues for me to like not quite trust what I was actually seeing, even when I got that email from PayPal to come through, I was like, so I wanted a confirmation. I desperately wanted a confirmation before the, anything else. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I ran into the same issues. It was like, as soon as I clicked the PayPal button the first time, like it timed out and just said like, you know, loss of connection or something like that. So I went back and hit it again and then it did the same thing. And so I went back and I hit it again and then I finally got through and then, was yeah there was a couple different things it was like then it said payment failed then it said this then it said that so once i got that email i was like well maybe i got it like i just by that point i think it was like 7 45 and i was just like i'm i'm over it like i got other stuff <laughs> I have to do. yeah there's a point where just getting the figure like you don't even care anymore <laughs> like this is <laughs> work yeah. yeah so i was like i woke up like today and i was like Check my emails. Well, whoa, what is going on here? There's like 10 different emails from Mezco saying that I ordered uh, John Wick. And so I like made sure to look at the order number on all of them and they all matched. So it's like, whoo, okay. Yeah, the, uh, the, that was the funny thing was when all those emails came through. Because the, the first one, I only got like four. And I'm like, okay, that's, you know, four. The second one, I got like 12. <laughs> and they're all the same order number and i'm like what is going on yeah Let's see how many did i get exactly because i didn't delete them yet i got one two three four five six seven seven i got seven that is a lot yes yeah. for one that is a lot yeah 
just for one John Wick that you can order right now. (laughs) (laughs) It always comes back to that. And you can get them right now. Yeah. And don't worry, you can get it right now. Very easily, I'm sure, too. Yeah. It's like Johnny was saying, though. Like, it's like you, but in the past, like, it's like, oh, man, better hurry up, better get it. So, like, you're kind of, like, trained for this, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, before this one, because this one is like the first one they've ever opened up to international sellers. So I think a lot of us that have gone through the pre-order process, like when they drop it first thing in the morning and, you know, they sell out within 30 minutes or whatnot. We all saw the it being opened up to international as being, all right, well, now there's even more competition for the same amount of figures. Mm -hmm. But they must have expanded the amount of figures that they're making if they're still obviously for sale right now. Or maybe they like messed up and like charged all these people and they're like, uh, we got, we got a, oh God, if an email comes through tomorrow to like half the people that bought it, be like, you actually didn't really get one. Oh, <laughs> that's that poor company. <laughs> yeah. We we made a lot of money, but, uh, well, there's no way that we can get that many John Wicks out there. Now you never know. They actually were able to do that with, um, their, what is it? Gomez where they, did the first set and that sold out super quick. And they were like, ah, oh, you know what? Here, we're going to open up a whole, whole another set that we'll ship out later this year instead. So they could just do that and like split it into two different waves again. That's true. That's true. I didn't even think about that. That's definitely, uh, definitely a good, uh, idea there. <clears throat> All right. Well, we didn't even really talk about what this John Wick comes with. Cause we were just talking about our, uh, our experience here, but, uh, it looks to come with quite a bit of stuff, huh? Yeah. Comes with a whole chest. Yeah, and the dog. And a dog. Yep. Two different heads. So does the original come with, or the regular version come with two heads too? I think it probably will. So it's really just the dog and then the crate with like the gold coins and everything like that. That is part of the DX. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, you get the dog, the coins. I love the crate. I'm just so stoked to get just that giant crate. It's so funny that it's just a crate, but I'm like, I want it. Yeah, well, I mean, when do you ever really get that with a figure? And so he does come with two heads. And uh, lots of guns. Different, a bunch of different um, fire accessories or effects for the guns, too. Or muzzle flashes, I guess, is the correct term. There you go. You got it. All right. Well, let's get into uh, some of this Hasbro stuff here. Um, so apparently, I'm not sure how this is going to work. They're, they said it was a, possibly a weekly thing because we got the uh, Wolverine with a cowboy hat. And then this week, we've got the, uh, the second attempt at the big time Spider-Man. This time it's on the correct body, and hopefully the paint doesn't look atrocious. What'd you guys think of this? I don't think I actually saw this. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's um. Oh, actually, you know what? No, I did see the big time Spider-Man, the 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 green version, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And so he. Uh, what is it? It's supposed to be better than the last one. I mean. The last one was pretty rough. 
but he's going to be on that same deal where you can order him through GameStop and stuff like that, like the Wolverine with the cowboy hat. I'm looking at pictures of this guy now. I don't. Do you know what body that was used for before this Spider-Man? The body that this one's on. Yeah, I think that's the the pizza Spidey body, actually. Oh, uh, that's a good body for Spider-Man. Yeah, that's the pizza Spidey body for sure. I really like the big eyes on it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look too bad. It looks the way it's supposed to look. So I obviously threw the uh, black Spider-Man head on there and just repainted it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a no-brainer. Yep. So that's cool. And then there was like a rumor going around that uh, there's going to be a uh, Marvel Legends worthy cap figure exclusive like store exclusive there's no like actual legit um like source saying that it's like legit or not but it's just a rumor going around which doesn't seem too offhand you know uh what would you guys think of this would this be a a buy you know captain america with a hammer and some lightning effects i have to see it i mean just i have to see like how well it was done yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a definite. They should most certainly do it because I feel like it's a it's an easy enough thing for them to be like, okay, we, here's our end game cap. Now just throw a Mjolnir and throw some lightning effects and a broken shield with them. It's like just come up with a couple of accessories. Some of those accessories you have for other figures already. It's a good easy repackage that they can do, and I think a lot of people would be really stoked for it. Yeah, depending on how it looks, I would buy it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if he had like some like, you know, like kind of like glowing eyes or something like not glowing like electrically, but, you know, painted glowing or whatnot. I could be down with that. That was actually the one interesting thing about the Endgame movie. I'm surprised that he had the power of Thor because he had Mjolnir, but they didn't really kind of show him lightninging up like at all to his body at all. Like I was expecting him to like be crackling with some energy. And I feel like that would make some really awesome figures, right? Because you could have some cool effects kind of coming off of. Heck yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. You could they they could definitely make a market a lot of figures towards that. Yeah. I mean they could still kind of do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, they'll definitely do it anyway. And then we had uh looks like Storm is just going nuts lately. In the right way though. That's the good kind of nuts. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't mind. I don't mind at all. So we had uh, Guile. We got all the images, and Guile went up for pre-order on Friday. And uh, it looks great, but I don't know about those ankles. What do you think about them ankles, Johnny? <laughs> yeah, that's it does look good, but yeah, those dumb ankles. I don't understand how they started off with this line so perfect where everybody had the ankle rocks and everything and it looks so good. And then now they've just completely forgotten about it. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand where, where the thought process comes from, but what is really cool about it with that we saw with Sagat and Guile and now with Ryu and Ken is that the, we're getting the, uh, was it like the KO version faces? Yeah. That's yes. really sick. It's awesome. I love that. 
that is definitely a selling point for me. I'm uh, really excited for that. Guile, it's just uh, I'm gonna have to get it, even though I'm gonna like I'm literally I'm literally just gonna cry and moan and complain about the ankles, but I'm still gonna like the figure. The same thing with Sagat, and today they had announced uh, or was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday they announced that they're doing Ryu and Ken. So these are the same figures that we got uh, released last year at Comic Con, just repainted versions of the normal versions. So you've got normal Ryu and normal Ken. And uh, all four of these figures are going to be available early at San Diego Comic-Con this year. Mm-hmm. And I will be walking away with as many as I can get. <laughs> <laughs> all thanks to you, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the funny part is, we were talking about this earlier, is uh, Mortal Kombat hasn't even showed what they're going to do yet from Storm. Uh... So... I really do feel bad for the guy that's just like, I'm all in on Street Fighter and I'm all in on Mortal Kombat. I'm all in on both these lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who would be next for Mortal Kombat. I don't know. Who would you guys want to see as like the next big release for them? Because Baraka was like an easy one that I would have been like, oh yeah, Baraka. Because there hasn't ever been... The robots... Yeah, actually, they did show off Cyrax and Sector last year they'll, at Comic Con. So they'll probably do Sub Zero from uh, Mortal Kombat Three soon. That'll probably pop I, up I would, soon. I so, think that's a good idea. I think I would bet money that within the next like week or two, you're going to see uh, promotional images go up for Cyrax and Sector, and you'll be able to get them early at Comic Con. Yep, I would Damn. almost guarantee that. Damn, I'm going to need to get those guys, too. I love the ninjas. I kind of want those ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like I'm not buying all of the Mortal Kombat ones, but, you know, all the ninjas, the cyborgs, and, yeah, I need all those. So what are we looking at? With Sagat more, Sagat's like 100, right? Because he's bigger? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've got, let's see. So it'd be three forty if he just got the Street Fighter figures. God, That's actually, Sagat's only eighty five currently. Huh? Sagat is eighty five. He's actually regular oh. price because he's oh. the same price as Guile. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they're all eighty five then. Yeah, although some, I mean, some of them go less. Uh, Ken, Violent Ken. I'm on Big Bad right now and seeing their pricing. Oh, okay. Violent Ken and Ryu are seventy five, so they're ten dollars cheaper. I wonder why Guile is eighty five probably all the stuff he comes with and he's probably kind of like a larger i don't know a little bulkier yeah maybe yeah so basically i mean pretty much you're looking at like 340 if you get all four of those and then tack on another 160 if you're going to get sector and cyrax (laughs) great (laughs) and that's that's just storm that's just storm yeah I know. Just storm going like into Comic Con. Just I already know. Like SH Figure Arts already showed off uh, the new Goku. Kid Goku, and I'm like, I'm already getting him, and so I'm sure they'll be coming out with even more because they always have like at least four different recolors. Yeah, well, they announced that they're doing the the Dragon Ball tour again. So and it's, it's going to be way bigger this year. They promise. Yeah, so we're probably looking at like they did three exclusives last year. So what? Yep four five i'd imagine four and then obviously there'll be a bunch of early releases too because they always bring at least one or two 
Yeah. Yeah, we're we're definitely gonna get that uh that Brawly movie Goku early. You're gonna get the uh, figure arts Vega early. Um you know, whatever whatever early stuff is there, so that's gonna be fun. And by fun you mean expensive. Yes, lots and lots of money. <laughs> fun for the people that run my bank account. Obviously not me. It's all the toy companies. Yeah. So Johnny, are you uh, are you going all in on those Street Fighter figures, or are you just getting uh, Sagat and Guile? Yeah, Sagat and Guile for sure. Ryu and Ken. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but they're cool. You already but... have you have Hot Ryu, right? Or did you get rid of your? No, I have the regular Ryu from Street Fighter Four, or whatever Five, or whatever it's from. Oh, okay. Yeah, but so I, I was thinking uh, about like just keeping my hot Ryu and maybe not getting the regular one because I only need one Ryu, honestly. I do like the look of them, and they go obviously with the other ones, but mm-hmm. I just don't really. They, they, both Ryu and Ken were never my favorite characters. I mean, they're cool, but uh, for me, I always liked I like the bad guys more, and uh, and Guile's cool, and he and that figure looks awesome. Yeah. It's but, funny for me, Guile was always like one of my mains in Marvel vs. Capcom too. Not even from like the Street Fighter games. I just love playing him in the MVC games. <laughs> it's weird how that changes. Like you'll have like like your old school like Street Fighter 2, you're like, okay, like the mains are this, and then like you move to a different game and you're like, oh no, I never used that guy before, but in this game I'm gonna use him. Yep. Like uh, Street Fighter Four, my main was Cammy, and I didn't really kind of I didn't main her as much prior. Huh. I was Balrog. Oh, I love Balrog. Oh, I want Storm to do a Balrog so badly. Uh, yeah. They could too. I mean, they could easily do it. Yep, they already started working on a bunch of the boxers, so they kind of have like the right bulk and like look to those guys. Yeah, you they're ready to go for it. Be, given time, it'd be really sick if they eventually did Dudley. Yeah, that would be yeah. so. That would be really cool. I'd be super into that. Come with a, like a little set of roses. To, <laughs> oh yeah, remember how he would toss a rose and like that was one of his moves. <laughs> I was really surprised that Soda didn't do Dudley. I really thought Soda would have done Dudley. And how he calls people "gut to trash." <laughs> <laughs> they would like pull up in that like you'd pull up in that car sometimes like in one of the stories you'd like pull up in that fancy car and he'd have his butler in the background he always looked like a butler to me for some reason i don't know why <laughs> it's that mustache he's super rich <laughs> yeah Alrighty. Well, i think we uh covered that for the most part <clears throat> let's see and then uh we had the monocle fit posted uh what did they call it? Armored Squadron Captain. And that is the uh the guy from the um oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. The movie with Cooler, his sergeant. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know his name. Did you um have you been getting any of the, the monocle fit ones, Tom? I haven't, no. I kind of just wait for SH to kind of get around to them. I've been dying for them to do the Ginyu Force, but I guess they might not. So I probably yeah, should, no, I probably should jump on these. Yeah. yeah. I got the Ginyu, and it's kind of loose and 
floppy in places, but it's still nice to have one. I feel like Ginyu is one that will definitely happen in the SH line. Um, when? Not soon enough is the answer for that. So it's good that someone else is out there doing it. Yeah. And then did you see that Demonical Fit was doing, they're going to start tapping into Naruto as well? I did. I did oh, see that. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone's got to take it over now that SH won't do it anymore. Yeah, since they're just not doing anything with the license at all. Yeah. All right, and then that brings us to, uh, I think we got some uh, in-hand images of the Revel Tech. What is that? Bleeding Edge Iron Man? Iron Man. Yeah. Did you guys good. see these? It's, yeah, I just started to see them pop up like yesterday and the day before. Yeah. 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 The, uh, I'm actually pretty glad that I ordered that. The pictures that I saw, they had him like fighting Captain America. I'm like, ooh, that, that's a good idea. He looks like one of their best, I think. Yeah, especially with all the accessories and stuff, like all yeah. those like, cool rockets launching off of him. I feel like for the style of articulation that they do, like an armored character like that really kind of pulls that off a little bit better because it makes the joints a little bit more believable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks really nice. And yeah, as you said, he comes with a ton of accessories. Did you see these pictures, Johnny? No, I didn't. Oh, jeez. Oh jeez. I'll have to find them and send them to you. Um but uh did you order that one or were you passing on that one? Uh me, I'm passing on that one. I haven't gotten any of those. Oh man. You're smart, but you're missing yeah. out on the X-Men characters. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I like you... to live through other people's photography on on all those guys <laughs> for there now. You go. And then you said, um, what is it, Johnny, you're, were you getting that one or no? Mm, I'm not sure. You're on the fence. Yeah. Definitely getting the Optimus, though. I think so, yeah. yeah. Which Optimus, the DLX one or? The Revolt you... one. Oh, you're talking about the Revolt one. Oh, that one looks good. Yeah. Yeah, and then we had, lastly, we had, what was it, this 18-inch Mezco King Kong. Did you guys see this? Yeah. He was, at, um, he was on display last year at Comic-Con. I remember seeing him there. He was mm-hmm. gigantic. Yeah, but it finally went up for order, right? Yep. Yeah, I'll pass. It's cool the size of it, but the uh, articulation isn't going to be anything special. And that, that's that's like a a make or break for me in a way. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the uh, fight iron giant. <laughs> that's cool, but he doesn't he can't he can't even really fight. <laughs> it's like he's he's so stiff with like the uh the seven inch version of that figure was I mean I have it, it's it's not great. Is the big one not going to have any extra articulation? They're not going to like take advantage of the the size. I doubt it. That's sad. Yeah. Like, when you're working with something that big, I feel like it just invites you to kind of play with a little bit more because you can do a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I'm. I'm going to pass. I. I do think it's cool that he, they made one that like a giant column like that. That's. It'd be cool just to have, like just the way it looks because it does it does look cool but 
I can't really justify just buying it because it just looks cool like that and just having it sit around. I don't want to shoot it. I want to, I want to be able to shoot it and not having the articulation is going to be a problem for me. Yeah. Sometimes you have that idea and then you sit down with a figure and you're like, oh, this figure can't even pull off this very simple pose. Yeah. Like, that kind of kills sometimes an entire shoot. Oh, yeah. Rough with those Mythic Legion, what did you say? What the heck are they called? Goblins? The trolls. The trolls. Oh, the trolls, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's funny because, yeah. like, those trolls, um, they're using, like, a lot of the same kind of styling with the molds that they did with the old Masters of the Universe classics line, since it's four horsemen. It doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me at all. Right. And I just started to open up those bigger figures because I have all the Masters of the Universe ones. And I was shocked at how unarticulated those figures actually are. They look great. The sculpts are beautiful. But man, I can't do anything with them. <laughs> yeah, what do they call it? Like a rotocast or something? That's like the style of it. That's the the, the trolls that they have for that that term, like rotocast, rotocast or whatever. Didn't like the classic term for like rotocast, like weren't those just usually shoulder joints and just like waist pivot? I think so, yeah. I think you're right. That's pretty much what the what those uh, trolls have. Yeah, really? you get a little bit of hip movement. Yeah, they have, like they, they have elbow joints, right? Yeah, yeah, they have elbow joints, and I think their their ankles swivel slightly, very slightly. But they don't have any knee joints, and the legs move like an old school like five point articulation. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds exactly like I just opened uh, Shadow Beast most recently, and Shadow Beast was exactly that way. And it just, it's painful. That sucks because they look so nice. Yeah. yeah. They do. They're definitely cool like to look at and everything. But yeah. All right. Well, that takes us to pre orders. And we kind of went over this. Um, we talked about the. The Storm Guy and Sagat went up for pre-order. Uh, obviously, Ryu and Ken should be soon. Uh, John Wick went up for pre-order this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, that King Kong went up for pre-order. That Big Time Spidey went up for pre-order. What else? Am I missing anything? Anything you guys can... Uh... There's a big one for me in the 1-6 world. Tomorrow, um, Jon Snow from 3-0 is going up for pre-order. Listen to oh, Jon Snow. Really nice. Actually. Yeah. What a big improvement from the other one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is. <laughs> I, I like this. I like the armor a lot on the season eight version. So I'm stoked for that. Alrighty. Well, let's go ahead and move on to recently released then. Uh, recently released on the top of it so far, uh, someone found one of the Spider-Man figures from the new Spider-Man wave. Was that the oh, far from home? Yeah, far from home wave yesterday, and then somebody today found the Avengers wave in uh, Southern California. Oh, my neck of the woods! Smart Hulk and that Smart Hulk looks good too. It does. It looks pretty good. I was I was surprised at how good that looked. I was like, oh man, uh, I kind of like that head sculpt a lot. was there who else was in that wave i forgot already oh better bill was in there um 
Oh, and then the uh, Thousand Toys Deluxe Hellboy has been shipping out. That's right. And my buddy got his in today, so he was like, he's like, I'll, uh, I'll get it to you on Saturday. So I'm going to do a review on that and check it out. I want to, I didn't order it, but he's going to let me mess around with it. So that's cool. Nice. I'm uh, meeting up with somebody on Saturday for some toy shoots and he's bringing his. So pretty stoked to check that thing out. Yeah, it looks awesome. I've been hearing great things about it. Did I just wish, one, John? I wish the right I hand did. was better. You wish the what, Tom? The right hand looked a little bit better. Just like yeah. more detail in that right hand of doom. Maybe even just a little bit of paint would have helped too, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, still coming out is the X-Men Cowband Wave that's been hitting all the GameStops and Walmart and Target if you can find it. Um, I think it's been different characters have been up and down on Hasbro Pulse. And then the uh, Hasbro Power Rangers, they're pretty much oh, out yeah. everywhere as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Goldar should be coming out soon from mm-hmm. GameStop. And then the um, Spider-Man 2-pack, both of them actually, the, uh, the, what is it, the, I guess it's the Homecoming or is it Far From Home? The one with him in MJ is, I think it's Homecoming, isn't it? Yeah. yeah he's in the Yellow Jacket. Oh, that'd be Homecoming. Yeah, that one has been showing up at Target, um, but it is street dated for the 31st of May. And it's the same thing with that uh, Avengers Endgame wave as well for the Smart Hulk. They're also, both of those are street dated for the 31st. I know uh, Wisman ran into some uh, pushback last night at his Target. They had it and they wouldn't let him buy it. And they went and grabbed all the rest of them off the shelf and said, you come back on the 31st. And he's all, well, they're not going to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So that kills me when I go to like a Target or a Walmart and the figures on the shelf and you bring it up to the front and it has a whole street date thing. If it's on the shelf, they have to let you buy it. I mean, that's almost like borderline false advertising that it's there. It's really sad because I didn't want to like, you know, like I, there's guys out there that are just like, yo, if you see it and it's before street date, just go to self checkout, you know. And it's like, well, that messes up their inventory and blah blah. But it's like, if they're not going to stop their employees from like doing the, you know, the yeah. backroom hustle, then I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna like not go to self checkout and do that then anymore. Like, I'm over it, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same. I on Easter uh, the day before Easter, I was going to. My nephew, I was going to see my nephew on Easter Day, and he really wanted the Red Ranger. And he had, like, not, he didn't know about the Hasbro ones, but he just loves the Dino Chargers Rangers. Mm -hmm. And I was at Target buying him, like, a whole bunch of stuff anyway. And of course, they had one thing on the shelf for the Power Rangers, and it was the Red Ranger. So I brought him to the front, scanned in. Street date wasn't for, like, another week. And I'm like, but guys, come on. It was on the shelf. Like, help me out here. This is for my nephew. He, you know, it's tomorrow's a holiday kind of thing. And the manager came over and like after a little bit of back and forth, he was like, okay, well, you know, I can't give you something with a receipt, so you can't return it, but I'll let you buy it. And I'm like, that is absolutely fine. And I want to give that manager all the credit in the world for just like letting me break street date and get that thing. Well, that's the thing. They can do that. Like the managers can do that. You just kind of have to like plead your case or whatnot. But for like me around here, it's like, it's just, it's not, not an option. They're just not going to do it. They're like, nope, nope. And nope. Yeah, 
there needs to be like a, I don't know, a store wide or company wide mandate. If it's like, if it's on the shelf, you know, they should have to let you get it. Otherwise don't bring it out there. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And then a lot of the Overwatch stuff is out in GameStop and was it that giant Reinhardt is at GameStop? Um, and then the other figures, Walmart, Target, GameStop, stuff like that. Um, and then pretty soon here, we should be getting that uh, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Vegeta. Oh, yeah. Stoked for that. Yeah. And then that Sovereign Knight Batman from Mezco is dropping. I've seen people get theirs today, pretty much. He started mm-hmm. showing up. Yeah. Same thing with that Deluxe Hellboy. So, uh, I guess that's it for recently released that I can remember. Is there anything else you guys can think of? Not that I can think of. I know I have a bunch of things that are on pre-order that people already have that, again, like my evil boo, I'm just going to be the last person to get them. Yeah, I've I've still got the uh, Broly and the... That's exactly what I was thinking of, Gogeta. (laughs) I still got those on pre-order because I couldn't get them on the import sites. It just, it was too fast. I just couldn't. Yeah. I was like, all right. So I just went to, uh, immediately after that, I was like, all right. As soon as they went on Big Bad, I ordered them there. You and me both. Yep. So we'll have them in like two months time. Yeah. (laughs) Which is fine with me because I have a slew of stuff coming in this month. So like you could take your time with that or, you know. (laughs) All right, well, that brings us to a peep the a peep behind the scenes with Sergeant <laughs> B. Oh. <laughs> so, again, thanks, everybody, for sending in your questions. It obviously helps the segment stay alive. Um, so I, what, I was going to answer a question or come back to a question from last week that I thought was a, a great question. I'm glad we have Tom on here because we'll have – some good insight, I'm sure, on some of these questions as well. Absolutely. So, I'm just gonna. So, the question comes from uh, Al Chang, toy soldier photography, friend of the show, another awesome toy photographer. And just give me one second, I'm pulling it up. Or two seconds, or three seconds, <laughs> or four. It's like archived because it was from last week, so I'm just like, all right. And then we got a couple questions on uh, <clears throat> the Toy Migos page and a couple pictures too, just so you know. Okay. Um, okay, so he so he asks, what makes a display artist stand apart from others? So, I'll let. I'll go last. I'll go let you guys go last. I'll go last. <laughs> so I can see what you guys say first. <laughs> but, but, okay, but what does he mean by so a display artist? Like the toy just toy photographer. Oh, like what makes different toy photographers stand apart from others? Yeah. Oh. Well, what in your in your opinion i mean i feel like every toy photographer brings a little bit something different to the table i mean obviously there's going to be a couple that are you know heavily inspired by other people that they've seen but i think the ones that really kind of stand out to me are the ones that are like doing something unique and different and uh Mm -hmm. you know like if it's use of practical effects or if it's 
you know, just really well thought out dynamic composition. I find myself really being drawn to just really well composed shots more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, obviously good contrast lights, color, you know, mm-hmm. there's a whole host of different things. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I agree with all of that. Jamie. Um, for me, I think it's just pretty much like unique ideas, kind of like what pulled me into it for the most part. Like, you know, it, 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 like when you have like a unique idea, that's like, oh, okay. Like you could even have like, you know, you could be posting something that everyone's posting at the time, but if your idea is different enough that it like, it'll just stand out to me and I'll be like, okay, that's awesome. Definitely. I, yeah. I, I know what you mean. There's some artists out there that are just like conceptual, you know, where, they have an idea and you're like, wow, I didn't even think of that. But man, now that I'm seeing it, it's so obvious and mm-hmm. clever. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, there's some things that just like stick out and I'm just like, oh man, how did I not think of that? Or, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, those ones are usually the ones where I'm just like, yeah, that's awesome. I'll just, I'll just trip out on it. Yeah. Um, I guess for myself, I would say lighting is a big one. I think that's something that will draw my eye into a photo. If I like the way the light looks, I'll, look, I'll definitely give it more of a look through. That's the initial pull in. Once I'm in, then I start looking at the other fundamentals of the photo. So, you know, the regular stuff. But then also one, more, one other important thing is posing is super important. So like it could have all the other things checked off and then like the pose is off and I'm, I'm out. And I know Cheney's the same way. Yeah. Like I could um, see a killer idea. I'm just like, Oh man, like it, you had me with, with what you got going on here. Mm-hmm. You know, you could say like the lighting is perfect. The idea is just killer, but like, you know, maybe the biceps turn, you know, a little bit too far or not enough or, yeah, it just looks yeah. a little too stiff. I'm just like, well, yeah, doing it for me. And and just to kind of really just like sum it up is, uh, I think consistency is big too. So like nowadays, there's so many toy photographers coming out of the woodwork, and you'll see some like awesome shot from someone you've never heard of, but then that might be their kind of one hit wonder. So like. I what what makes toy photographers stand apart for me in a big part in a big way is it's like okay I see you can you can produce good work but like consi- can you do it consistently like do you or, know how you were able to make that one shot really good like do you understand yeah. what made it good kind of thing yeah yeah that like the time and time again where you cut where you know that that person is gonna always bring bring it basically like they're always their work is always going to be solid that'll definitely make them stand apart to me like if yeah, i see trying to reach that yeah <laughs> yeah like if you have like one you know one awesome shot that's cool and then like the next like five or ten shots you post or you kind of it, then i look i look at it but i kind of like wonder where what happened after that shot like i'm like why why was this one so strong and then these what happened the rest of these though like, like sometimes you see someone that'll do one that like you know don't, does gangbusters like they nailed everything at one and then what they'll do is like the next five shots is they'll just basically do that same mm. a lot of the same things like they'll use the same lighting setup because i think that's what worked 
but they yeah. kind of missed the fact that it was those combinations of everything you guys kind of listed where it's posing and lighting and composition and all this stuff all it's a perfect yeah. mixture of it all being well-rounded too that's another another thing is like kind of like similar to, to your point is they, they'll, you'll see someone have a good shot and then like they'll kind of just run with it it's like being able to adapt to different types different styles it's another thing that for me at least that will help someone stand apart like okay like i see you can do practical effects well that's awesome but like what about an indoor shot what about just a portrait shot can you do those well like if i see you doing that stuff and like you know moving around like being versatile like that like that will make me think like you stand apart yep it's like if you but if you're just like running with one beating a dead horse constantly with one idea whatever it may be it's like you know the whole like these troopers are in battle for their entire lives and it's just like troopers in war troopers in war troopers in war <laughs> troopers in war it's like cool groundhog day man like i understand like that's your thing but man like at the end of the day it's like do you really like that do you yeah. like producing the same thing over and over like i i wouldn't you know like when i'm looking at these types of photos i'm like yeah like i get it but don't you want to do something else yeah like aren't you bored with your own, with your own yeah i mean it's just that thing it's like could you shoot the same figure for an entire week straight and then like not get uh, not get tired of it i don't think i could I'd get I'd get tired of it. certain figures. I could for sure. <laughs> I mean, day in day out though, like I I don't think I could. No, personally. but for like a week. But then after a week, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it up dramatically. I'm like, okay, yeah, now we're gonna week, go to like Funko Pops or something for a little bit. Yeah, for a week, I could probably go go on a wild on a wild run with Wolverine. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't know if I could, to be honest. Yeah, well, you you go you change like dramatically day to day. Yeah, like, I like I feel doing like, that. <laughs> I, I love it because I never know what to freaking expect from like when I see your icon show up on my feed. It's like it could be anything. It could be God of War. It could be freaking um, the the Misho like stormtroopers. It could be anything like across the board. And that's kind of like a, a like a wonderful thing. And then there's some people that I'm like, okay, I know this person is going to be Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I just know because like that's all they post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know. Um, we're not saying that that's bad or no, you know, one's better than the other. It's like everyone has their own thing. We understand that. Um, but we are expressing our opinions on the question yeah. that was asked. And that's to me, like, those are the things that I, that like I'll remember about, but like lighting is so like, it's one of the, it's the big one for me. If your lighting is, is nice, I will remember your photos for sure um that's the one thing that draws me in and then and then there's always other things but um yeah i think i think you nailed it though i think like lighting is that first thing that will capture the eye you know it'll mm -hmm. make you stop and then if you can invest the person in the rest of your shot with all the other elements Mm -hmm. you you nailed it but if you could nail lighting you'll at least get them to stop and then look and pay attention to it first yeah because if there's like one lighting source and like you could tell like it's like you know, just like one light on, or even first, just like a flash from a, like a, a phone or something. It's just like, yeah, no, you need to work at it a little bit more here. You know, mm-hmm. not yeah. to say it's bad, but I'm just saying, like, you know, 
normally like one one light source just doesn't cut it unless you're going for something very specific yeah and and those specifics though you can nail a single light source shot like and really freaking nail it you know right. if you're using it in the right way you kind of have to know when you're going to light something why you're choosing those lights and like what what the source is like if it is you know coming from an effect or like something that you're pretending is an effect or if it's the natural light source or something like that you know know why you're lighting it the way you're lighting it yeah um so do you let's see someone here is asking what the best it's let's see what's this person's name um not even gonna attempt to say that it's yeah it's for the trust me (laughs) okay what's what's the best camera for toy photography um the one you own (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely yeah pretty much honestly it's It's like pretty perfect yeah yeah the one you own exactly what you have use what you have uh I, i i'll say like for myself like uh, and, and as you continue to do toy photography and kind of go different directions within it and you look at different style, different cameras and stuff, you might uh, think you might attach yourself to a camera because it has certain features about it that will play to what you want to do. Um, but that's in time, in time of like you kind of honing your craft and knowing stuff. Um, but initially, like the best camera, like, is whatever you have it could be your phone whatever mm-hmm. um and most people that i know probably started with their phone i did uh, that's when i when i first started doing toy photography i didn't even know how to use a camera so um and phones just, are so good these days too i mean you could really pull off some shots that will you know you tell people that it's a cell phone yeah they'll be blown away half the time <laughs> yeah and then kind of like kind of a, in addition there's a there's a a lot of questions are like what are the the best apps for like photo editing um and i i kind of get the feeling that people are talking about like phone apps not just like applications like photoshop, photoshop. or lightroom or, but i mean i'll just say like for for me like i use photoshop and lightroom um is i think that's probably you probably use you use lightroom right tom yeah I, every photo i take starts in Lightroom and then I'll move it to like everything else. But Lightroom is where I do all my color corrections, lighting balancing, stuff like that. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's perfect for that. So for me, uh, not knowing what Lightroom is, can you help uh, fill our listeners in on what Lightroom is? Go go for it, Tom. You're definitely more knowledgeable. I was really hoping you were going to go for it. It's uh, (laughs) So if you took, so Photoshop um, was what? Adobe when they first came out with Photoshop it's what the, it was supposed to be what they wanted all photographers to kind of use for their photo editing stuff and then they realized that Photoshop was slowly becoming its own beast um, and people were using it in ways not really intended for just photography so they came out with uh, this is Adobe, they came out with a program um, that was akin to what was it, Apple was doing Aperture at the time um, which is really just for photography for balancing color working with uh lighting like changing exposure and highlights and shadows and just working really really working with like raw imagery um it even works great for cell phone shots like half the time i'll post a cell phone shot um in my story i always bring it to lightroom first just to kind of like balance some colors and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so there you have it 
<laughs> I don't know if that really explains it well, but it's really just it's, a pure photo editing. It's definitely a more in-depth answer than I was going to give. I'm like, it's an app that's like made by Adobe that it's for photos. The end. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, I mean, I honestly, I haven't even been using uh, Lightroom for very long myself. I was more just using Photoshop and I don't, uh, you know, spoiler alert, I don't really do a whole lot of stuff in either one of those. Um, I, uh, I'm not, that savvy when it comes to to photoshop and doing all kinds of tricks and stuff like that it's uh i just i've never taken the time to uh really sit down and kind of learn some of the stuff i know there's a lot of people uh toy photographers that are wizards with it that i i mean the amount of time that they they'll put into um a photo is crazy it like it pays off but it's nuts to me I'm like wow like that's and it, it's it's such a it, you know when I think about that it's such a it's such a different world that, that from like what I do it's like we're doing we're both taking pictures of toys but like how they approach it and how I approach it is so different totally it, and it, yeah. it's it's really weird to think about it it's and I'm, I'm not and not done in any negative way I'm just like wow like that's crazy to me it's like a whole like they're on a different planet than I am it's, it's like it's different streets going to the same location, right? Yeah. It's like, it's you're, like you're all going to the end result. Yeah. yeah. The, the end result is getting a picture up for Instagram, but how you get it there, mm -hmm. it's you can go many different routes. And yeah. Photoshop is one or just doing it straight in camera is another. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, um, as someone who uses Photoshop, you know, probably more than some people, um, I feel like if you're going to use Photoshop or a program like that, there has to be a reason for it. Don't just use Photoshop because you know how to use it. You only use it if like you really, you have a reason to like bring something robust like Photoshop into the picture, you know? Cause sometimes things can become over Photoshopped and they end up becoming muddy. And I feel like mm -hmm. those people, like they might've had an idea and they let Photoshop kind of take it too far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let it be. Let it be the tool that it is. Don't don't lean on it as the the main focus of the photo. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, and then like as far as like phone apps, phone apps go. Uh, I mean, do, I I used one years ago. I think it was called Lens Effects. Some like little. I think it was free. But I mean, you you could uh, you could add like all that. You know. You can add like lens flares. You could add, you could do a lightsaber in that. You can add um, like, and I'm not saying that these are like done well. I'm just saying uh, <laughs> you could add like fire, electricity, all kinds of these weird effects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I mean, I, I have a whole bunch that I've used over the time and I could list off a couple that I Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, good. for sure. Because I think some people, you know, they're looking to get started. Maybe they are just on their phones and, and that's something yeah. that they can just hop right onto and, you know, kind of try and get creative with. So yeah, if you have a few, I mean, the one that I, the one I, when I was just talking about, it's called lens and then it's FX. So check that out if you're interested. Um, so, I mean, I know if you're looking for like, I think camera plus is free and I think that does some basic editing stuff. Uh, I haven't used it in years. I used to use I, I used that before actually. Yeah. And that one was solid for just basic, you know, edits. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, I know for, if you have a tablet, 
And, you know, there isn't a full Photoshop out for a tablet, but if you want a Photoshop like, a lot of people love um, Affinity Photo. Um, and that's, I think it's 20 bucks for the app. So it is a little pricey in terms of apps, but it is like fully fledged Photoshop styled kind of app. Um, I've used uh, for like lens flares and things like that. Uh, there's this great app called Lens Distortions. My only gripe with lens distortions is that it will um, output a lower resolution shot than what you input. So like maybe you start off with a shot that's like 7,000 pixels by 5,000 pixels. It'll pump one out that's like 3,000 by like 2,000. So you mm -hmm. kind of have to know that some of these apps will lower the quality of your shots. Um, Mextures is another good one. It's a good one for infusing color. I use it. I used to use it a lot more. It's another one that will lower the resolution. Um, PicArts is another one that I know people use. That one also has um, like a lot of electricity and those types of effects too. Um, and then if you like photos that kind of have like a lot of, uh, and I'm using air quotes here, tone, um, my favorite go-to tone app is uh, VSCO. Um, and I can't recommend that app enough for like those types of filters of kind of like mm -hmm. desaturating shots, but also making it kind of look almost satin. Mm -hmm. So there you go. There's a whole couple for you. Yeah, so definitely if you're, you know, in, interested in, you know, downloading some stuff and getting started, those are, those are some good recommendations from Tom. Um, Check out the iTunes store, too. I mean, they're always, like, the photo uh, category. There's always, you know, the top list. Just download a few free ones. See what, you know, clicks with you. Um, and then there's <laughs> just a, a funny question. from... Uh, thorn underscore 10 this is basically just going to be for me because it, it, you'll know it ever used too many explosives in a shot <laughs> um which is funny because uh yes i have um and, I, and you know I've, I've gotten questions before about like how, do you ever ruin figures or stuff like that uh you know um when i first started experimenting with using like fire or fireworks I would just kind of designate a figure I was willing to just experiment with and let go to waste. So that way, when I when it came time for like the real deal, like I kind of had a better idea of what I was getting myself into. So I had like a trooper that I would literally kind of just light on fire and experiment with different fireworks that I hadn't used before to kind of see like how they would look in camera. And like that way I could tell like what size of an explosion it was, was causing and blah, blah, blah. But, that that one figure went through the ringer, and I definitely realized through that if I was using too many fireworks or you know lighting off too many of certain things. And so yeah, to answer your question, yes, I have. But I think nowadays I definitely kind of have a formula, and I know I know I know like I'd like to think that I know what safe distances from firework to figure pretty well like i and i know the fireworks i use i've been using for years now and it kind of hasn't changed so not that i can like fully control them but i i can get it pretty close i guess so uh and then i know like uh, tom you've never have you ever used fireworks i don't I'm not, not for photography no okay, okay. <laughs> i've definitely shot off some fireworks and, in my time and i know cheney you, you haven't right um it's pretty sure you haven't
we can take that as a no. <laughs> oh, he, did he step out? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and okay, so we'll just keep you and I. We'll just keep moving forward then, Tom. Sure. We can uh, so this comes from the pamphlets. Le pamphlet. Le underscore pamphlets. <laughs> That's a great I think name. that I think that's how you say your name. <laughs> how long? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> says how long in average does it take you to set up a scene? Oh God, um, it does. I know you 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 literally have to start with saying it because they're all they're all different and pretty much they're all different. Um, yeah, it's you know. It's it's a hard question to answer in, in general like that because there really isn't a general answer for because your your stuff is always changing so, mm-hmm. um, and then you might be dealing with conditions it, like wind. Yeah, like I guess there, there's like certain things you have to think of that would play into like how long it would take. It's like is this a spur of the spur of the moment shoot that you kind of were just got inspired suddenly and you just went to go start setting something up? Was this something that was like preconceived already? You already had planned out mm-hmm. and you knew you knew everything. Like you knew how you wanted the lighting, the posing, what other characters, composition. You had this whole idea already, or you know, or was it just you just winging it? Um, those things play a big factor in the amount of time. Um, sometimes like, you know, sometimes a shot could take like a couple minutes to be honest. And then other times it could be like hours or maybe days or something and you don't get it. It's uh, it all depends really. And, um, I think for me, the way it usually will start is I'll, it'll start with me just messing with a figure without like just knowing that I want to shoot it. Like, okay, I want to take a shot of uh, old man Logan or something. And I'll just kind of pose him around and start, you know, kind of lightly thinking about like what I might want to do and kind of more focusing on like, can I get a pose that's going to inspire, inspire like the, the rest because that definitely will happen for me a lot where like, i like this pose i could imagine that this character was moving like this and then i'd be like boom in this environment okay cool now i got the environment and then i'd be like okay now i want what kind of uh what the, what, what's lighting going to be like be like okay mm-hmm. so it's going to be in the middle of the day or it's going to be at night blah, blah blah so i got the pose i got the environment i got the way i got the lighting then i'll be like okay so i got all those things like what kind of effect could I use if I need one? And then I'd go, you know, then I'd go out there and once I get all those things set in my head, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go try and make it happen. And that is kind of a different story. So whether that goes quick or, or it takes a long time, you <laughs> or know. Or something happens in the middle of you actually shooting. And then you yeah. Decide, this doesn't work. It's, it's tough to really answer that, like, in a general sense. Um, yeah. I yeah, mean, like I think you you said it right by saying it could be a minute or it could be a couple hours or days. days uh-huh. and like it really does range. Yeah, what's the question? Uh, was, uh, how how long in average does it take you to set up a scene? And I, Tom and I, basically both agreed that it's you know it could take a minute, it could take days or you know hours or days. It, there's no like kind of general answer because usually each shot you take is going to be different and you're going to approach it in a different way and different factors go into that and they could add or you know maybe it's not as doesn't take as long or it takes longer because of certain things and if you're working outside that's a whole a whole nother kind of mm-hmm. thing where you could be dealing with like weather or light shifting and 
other people getting in the way or blah 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 so yeah there's uh, there's a million different factors like really there's yeah. times where i've like set stuff up and i'm like okay and i'll like literally snap like one or two shots i'm like that's what i wanted yeah i mean that's nice too i mean yeah. definitely it's that's the like, best case scenario <laughs> yeah there's, there's times that, like, that's happened and there's other times where it's sat there for a day mm-hmm. and then the next day and then the next day <clears throat> and i've gone through all kinds of different things and i just can't get what's in my head to pan out on the camera and I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is as good as it's going to get. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're like, okay, so that's, that's, that's as good as I'm going to get here. You know, and then there's some times where we're just like, yeah, that's just, it's just not going to work. I can't do that. So I'm going to have to switch it up a little bit or do something else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It could be, it could, you know, be an hour or two hours or it could be a few days or even a week i've had setups for like a week and a half before oh yeah yeah i've definitely had some stuff it's just like around the house being like i gotta go at this from maybe a different angle and sometimes i'll just like look at it for a couple of days and go around the figure for a little bit yeah sometimes it's nice to get like a fresh mindset on it too mm-hmm. you know because like in the in the time that you're like maybe struggling with it or it's not quite doing what you want you walk away from it, you come back the next day, you're not in the same thought process and maybe you'll look at it differently and go, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's, I should do that. That's going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely done that or come back the next morning. Like, okay, that's, yeah, this is definitely, even if I've already taken the shot and process it, I go back and it's still set up and then I'll like, all right, yeah, this is definitely better now. So yeah, um, to that exact point, I've gotten sometimes to the point where I'm all the way done through editing, I could post it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't like the way how this leg is posed. And I'll go back through and reset up the whole thing and just fix it all. Yeah, yeah, I've done that myself. Um, and, then, and then another question that's kind of in a, a similar question, but uh, it says, what is your general camera settings? you know, ISO, F-stop, et cetera, and your choice of lens. So again, just like the photos and stuff there, they're constantly changing. So if you're shooting in manual mode, they're constantly going to be changing. Even if you're not, it's going to change automatic. It's going to change without you knowing. It's going to just adjust whatever whatever scenario you're in, whatever lighting situation you're in. Um, I would say the thing that I would... I probably change the least out of like the like the ISO aperture and shutter speed is probably the aperture. That's the thing I'd probably like change the least, but I still do mess with it quite a bit. But usually I'm shooting pretty with a pretty shallow depth of field, so the lens that I have goes to it's a two point eight, so it's pretty much a lot of the time it's around that somewhere unless. I'm doing something else so it does change but typically i would probably want it to be around that anyways um that's just how i like to shoot uh but again you know different different shots call for different settings and then speaking of that lens it's a it's a, a 90 millimeter macro lens and that is my lens of choice i have the exact same lens of choice since we both have the exact same lens that's right i knew that <laughs> it's a great lens it's, it it's, is <laughs> 
I, I love that and lens. Conversely to you, um, I will say the one thing that I rarely change on mine is the ISO. I'm actually always playing with my aperture um, mm. and, and stuff. Because like, sometimes I'll be wanting more than one figure in a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and based on the scale I typically shoot in, it's a little bit bigger. So it's like sometimes yeah. I usually have to be in like, you know, F13 to get like things crisp where I want it to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But I, I love shooting low ISO because I get in there when I edit um, and I seeing any kind of grain, even though the cameras that me and you have at least mm-hmm. are really good with minimizing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I still try to shoot with the lowest ISO possible. Yeah. Yeah, so for those that don't know, like the lower that your ISO is, you know, the, you're not going to have as much noise or grain. The higher it goes, the more grainy and noisy it gets. So you, if you if you could keep it as low as possible, that would be the goal. Mm-hmm. So, I, mean, I usually keep mine at 200. That's a good number. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> it's low. It's it's you know, on the scale of things, it's definitely lower. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mainly shoot inside, so that's probably why I can get away with that. But... Do you shoot on the tripod? Yeah. Yeah, you could you could go lower, you could, but it depends on what you're trying to do. Yeah. yeah. But I will say that, like again, with the types of different types of photos you're trying to capture, like for instance, if you're trying to do a shot with like snow at, and it's dark. You're just not gonna have. A, oh, yeah. You're not gonna have a low ISO. You're just. It's gonna be really unless you have like a crazy strong light source. Well, which, watching your your tested video when you did the snow, you had your ISO up to like a thousand, I think, or something like that. Like I yeah, which, to see your settings. It was awesome. Which which actually with our cameras isn't high for that camera. Right. It, it can handle it, but it is higher in terms of like if you're just shooting like without any effect and just like what kind of regular lighting it's not dark like there's no reason to be at a thousand eyes so no, exactly. yeah but yeah like it's you it's tough when you're shooting when you when you want to do like an, some kind of like practical effect and capture it like that and it's low light you're it's just you're not there's really not too many ways around it it's tough you gotta have a higher iso yeah, and you know some cameras can't handle the high ISO. You know, no. my, my old Canon, it was a very old Canon. Um, at this point, I think it's like nine years old. Um, anything over like two hundred, I used to joke it would be like a Surratt painting. Um, if you like looked at any of those pictures up close. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, some of the, yeah, it's just like some of these questions when the like they're asking for a general answer, there really isn't one. Right. Um, so it's honestly learning your camera and learning how best to use your own camera. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a different answer for the, especially the type of way that you like to shoot than everybody else. There is no single answer for any of these things, really. Yeah, it's not like a, a one one setting or one camera fits all kind of deal yeah like if you're planning to use it for you know figure photography and stuff like that like unless you're doing like a set kind of photo every time you're not going to leave your settings the same like just just that's just it's not going to happen yep okay so um i'm going to go over one of the photos that was sent in right now I'm gonna I'm gonna just text it over to you real quick, Tom. 
Okay. So you can see it, and then we'll we'll go ahead and get into that. Sounds good. <clears throat> the last thing I texted you was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what it was. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I texted him that. <laughs> All right, so I'm sending that over. Okay. <laughs> I wish I didn't see that picture again. <laughs> oh, I All snorted. Right. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this picture comes from scr.pix. And I know you guys can't see the photo, so I'm just going to do my best to describe what we're seeing here and what we're going to be talking about. So, the photo is uh, it's two clone troopers. They're in, like, looks like a, uh, I don't know, like a dirt, dirt field or something, a field dirt or something. They're running. And uh, a dirt battlefield. A battlefield, yeah. They're, and uh, they're both running. And uh, there's some debris kicking up, you know, around their feet and kind of behind them. And it's got, it's got a dusty look to it. Yeah, some nice so, dust particle effects. Yeah, uh, first thing first things first. Uh, as far as the effect goes, effect looks pretty good. Capture that well. Mm -hmm. I like the uh, some of the uh, particles got like a bokeh effect in the background. I like that, and it uh, adds some depth to the photo there. The lighting, I do, I do like the lighting. You can tell it looks for me. It looks like he shot this probably like midday, like full sun out. But it, it definitely suits the uh, the scene well. Um, and then I would say, so there's two troopers. There's one on the right and the left. There's one, the one that's on the, the right, the posing looks kind of wonky to me. He's, he looks overextended. Like he looks like he's uh, like tripping over the rock that he's standing, kind of running right by. Um, the one on the left is definitely better. Posing is still a little bit stiff too, in my opinion, but... I always see troopers as being stiff though, because I don't think you can move that much in that armor. I, yeah, I guess I would have. Let's see. I'm looking at it. I have to like imagine if I was posing that right now. <laughs> like, I just, I know for sure the one on the right. I definitely, and I already know that Cheney has to agree with me on that because I know he's probably already thought thought that. Um, well, the. Uh... The way that he's running with the blaster kind of bugs me for some reason. It's like, I don't know why. like it should he should have his elbow bent and almost maybe like have that his blaster closer to his chest mm -hmm. and almost turned turned in, turned a little, like as if he's running, like if he's running through a battlefield, like almost kind of like turning his arm as a sh almost like in a shield way where he's like Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of like the other trooper could kind of benefit from that too, a little. Like if he turned to, uh, so like with a lead, if he turned away from his lead leg, like the bottom the upper mm -hmm. torso, just tweak mm -hmm. that a little bit. I think that would translate a little bit better. I mean, it's not it's not a huge deal at all. Yeah. No. Um, <clears throat> overall, I I don't think it's a bad shot at all. Yeah. It um for me, like I like the lighting. The posing isn't bad. Like it, it just the blaster, the way he's holding the blaster kind of bugs me on the one with the right with the, like the red on his helmet. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think the, just the, the angle for some reason 
the angle is just it's like maybe if you went lower and we're looking up more i guess it, it mm-hmm. would look better i don't know it, it's it's not bad but it doesn't like I, I don't know it doesn't wow me is that is that bad to say no no i mean it's it is it's it's very straight on of the mm-hmm. two troopers so mm-hmm. yeah i think if you did do a different kind of angle whether it be like lower or higher or something mm-hmm. you'd be adding a little bit more of a dynamic kind of look to it mm-hmm. um i would say the one small this very small thing that bothers me um is and i think your comment about the posing on the trooper on the right would help with this is that his blaster is so close to the edge of the photo <clears throat> yeah it's like almost yeah. just touching the edge of the photo and that always kind of just irks me just a little bit mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. cropping if there's a little bit of equal space on either side of the two troopers or something like that um it would be better or even if he just brought that that uh that arm up at the elbow joint just brought it up a little bit mm-hmm. it would actually kind of like give more it would mm-hmm. give the figure a more look of motion yeah, that's what i was saying like if you if he bent the elbow and turned it in t- towards his chest like brought it closer to his chest a little bit because then there'd be more space there like we would eliminate the problem of what tom was saying and also the problem of him basically stiff arming with the blaster because no mm-hmm. one's going to be firing a blaster fully extended like that right because like you're not going to hit no. anything well, although I guess stormtroopers don't hit much. Yeah, that was, <laughs> they don't so these are these are clone troopers here. Oh, so these guys are good. <laughs> You're absolutely right. All right. So that was from scr.pix. Thanks for sending that in. I hope that that feedback helped. Yeah, it is a good shot, though. I will definitely yeah. say it was a good shot. Definitely a good shot. I think just maybe a, a different angle and just work on that posing a little bit. All right. Now we did have a few others. And Cheney, you said you had some questions too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we've got some from uh, from our account as well. Two questions, two photos. Uh, the photos that you sent to the chat, right? Yes, sir. Do you have names of those people that sent the? Uh, yeah, let me bring them up right now. I think actually. Okay. So, did you want to do the Han one then? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, the Han Solo one is uh from Wretched Hive on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And that's W R E T C H E D dot H I V E. And he says, Here's a photo of mine. He wants to know if we can discuss it on the show. And he loves the podcast. So thanks for listening and thanks for, you know, the feedback and sending a photo. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for sending that in. Glad you like listening to the podcast. Uh, I'm going to send you that photo right now, Tom. Cool. Thank you. Okay. So what do we got here, Johnny? So first things first, I I, I like the lighting on it. I like the mood of the photo. Um, It's, it's, you know, maybe it could be a little bit brighter. It's a little dark. Uh, Maybe it's, he's getting kind of lost with whatever he, 
the bench he's sitting on, like his leg and that, it's like his leg is getting lost. The only reason I can tell what it's doing is because I can see his foot on like that stool or whatever that's, that is. I didn't even know that that was his leg, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's a table, a table of the cantina, right? Because that, that's what, yeah, like that, cantina scene. Right. And so like the bench and his, his leg are blending a lot. So like, like I was saying, it's like, it's hard to tell. But then when I see, you see the foot, all of a sudden the foot pops up. And you're like, okay. Well, it has that I, nice hit of white, like right on the tip of the foot. Right? Yeah. So you're like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, that's a it's, it, it's say it, it it makes you realize that there's a leg there, but it's also slightly distracting too, because there's that little piece of white light right there. Um, yeah, you could crop it a little bit in, and you wouldn't even you wouldn't know what was going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the the silhouette of Boba Fett's cool. That's a cool touch to it. Yeah. yeah. In terms of like the concept behind the shot, it's mm-hmm. really nice mm-hmm. the way how it casts that shadow of Boba Fett onto the wall, so you know what Han is actually like looking out on. You know, like the entire subject of the scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the posing of, of Han, like he's—you can tell he's just like relaxing, sitting there. Mm. Looks that looks pretty solid. Very natural. I actually really like the lighting on it because it has that like um, New Hope, like film kind of vibe to it. I was thinking that exact same thing <laughs> when you guys were commenting about how dark it is. I'm like, I kind of like it because it kind of reminds me of watching this on VHS. It, yeah. it it really has that feel of the original movie to it. That's what I really like about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I you know honestly, I don't I don't really have anything bad to say except for that. I mean, that's not even bad. It's just a maybe a little bit more light on the on the leg, just to bring it out. It's kind of competing with the the, the dark, the bench that he's sitting on. But other than that, it's solid. I like yeah. the, the way it's lit and everything. The concept, like Tom said, the concept is great. The silhouette of Boba Fett there on the wall. It's nice. I think my my one thing is something we kind of brought up, but I wanted to just say why it bothers me a little bit is that highlight on the foot is because um, when you're looking at pictures, the thing that draws your eyes the most is the biggest point of contrast between the whitest white and the darkest dark. And that is right now the tip of his foot and the darkness of that foot. So my eye just keeps going right back to that tip. So yeah. I, yeah, if, you could easily crop that out too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you, you would get just immersed in, in the photo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing would be taking I'm covering it up with like my thumb right now. And it just kind of like really does bring Han to the forefront. It, mm-hmm. it makes the scene even a little bit more moodier, which is actually really nice. Uh-huh. Other than that, I, I seriously, I really, I'd like the photo. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. The light on his face is great. It makes that, it really makes that uh, sculpt really shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the figure arts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you light that, that head, it just really looks nice when you light it up, right? Can you guys hear my dog? I apologize. He's no, I just here. heard it actually, okay. but that's funny. He's snoring and he's laying right behind me. So no, that's fine. <laughs> I, I barely heard it, but yeah, it's not loud at all. Don't worry about it. I mean, my dogs have gone off and started full on barking and stuff. So he's just he's just dreaming. <laughs> so I just sent you the next photo that we're going to talk about, Tom. Yep, I see it. And you already have it. Right? You already have that one, right, Janie? Yeah, the um... the trooper. Yeah. Okay. 
just uh, I just need to grab his name real fast. Second. The name is uh, Corbin Garati. So that's C-O-R-B-I-N-G-A-R-A-T-A. So thanks, uh, thanks for sending the uh, the photo in, Corbin. Um, so the photo is a first order stormtrooper in front of some grass. Um, so I would say first thing is I would definitely crop this, pull like crop it. Yeah. There's too there's too much negative space for my liking. Uh, and him being smack dab in the middle of the photo, uh, it's it's yeah, it's oh, you know, yep. I would either you know what I would do is I would crop it and then I would kind of have him in the on the left side of the of the frame. Yeah, use the rule of thirds on that and put him in like that one third spot. Yeah, um, kudos to him for getting outside and taking you know getting out there and in the in the wild and getting down dirty and taking a photo. Um, I'm not sure. It's it's static. It's, it's very, very it's, it's, it's very I'm, static. I'm, yeah. I'm just yeah. It's it's. It's essentially just a toy just standing there and on the ground, and that's what it looks like. So I guess some feedback for me is, you know, to the way to approach something like this, maybe going forward, would really like when if you're gonna shoot something like this, think about like when you when you're laying on the ground, like think about like look at the way the ground looks and kind of try to think of it from like the toy's perspective. Like maybe if you were to put him inside the bush there and have some of the bush in front of him and then have him like kind of going in between, then it kind of, it totally changes the dynamic of the photo. Cause then mm. as the, when the viewer looks at it, they might see it and be like, oh, he's like inside of, he's in like a jungle or a forest or something. And that's like looking at the, the background there, there's definitely plenty of like shrubbery to do something like that with. Having him in front of it and just kind of like, you see that stick at his feet, like, it doesn't sell the illusion that he's somewhere just it's more so I'm looking at a toy on the ground and there's grass behind him. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree. Like if you did exactly what Johnny was just suggesting, where you kind of put him like a little bit into the shrubbery, you're kind of creating a story for this shot. And I think that's, what's kind of missing here is like just something you don't even have to have an idea for a story but you could allude to it by mm -hmm. you know having him maybe lost in this jungle or shooting it from a different slightly different angle to kind of give a sense of scale to the scene or something it's very just here's the figure in front of me everything's on the same plane of existence mm -hmm. and it just makes it kind of just static and not a lot is happening there's no mm -hmm. dynamicism mm -hmm. what i would like to bring up is the the shrubbery that is around the figure is actually pretty decently scaled with the figure like nothing like really like sticks out like a sore thumb like oh well that's just that's just a toy outside you know like mm. the shrubbery that's around the figure is actually fairly kind of kind of in scale <clears throat> and i think the thing that would help that is if he um what is it if the the line of sight or whatnot was more on him, so the background was more fuzzy. Yeah. Um, yeah more basically, just yeah, yeah. Just the shallow, yeah, shallow, 
shallow depth, more shallow yeah, depth. Shallow field. depth of field. I think that that would really make it pop out a little bit more. Um, the posing, he looks real stiff right here. And the way he's holding the blaster, like you got to put your mind in that. Like you were saying, like mind in the in the trooper. Like would, if you were a trooper, would you be holding your, your blaster like that? Mm-hmm. Walking through, you know, a, a jungle or the woods or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, putting him behind something, that that's also a good idea. But I really think that it, this could be really good. Like you said, maybe... You know, uh, get him out of dead center. But if you really were dead set on having him in the middle, you could, you know, like you said, a shallower depth of field would really bring that figure out to the forefront and kind of help you, kind of help you sell that illusion that he is out in the jungle somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like the posing, like you could easily like put, you know, that left foot on top of that little stick or log in front of him. Mm. and then turned you know like the the torso to make it look like you know he's moving to do so mm-hmm. that would have actually kind of like pushed the him holding the blaster with two hands a little bit better or sold it a little bit better mm-hmm. so you know the the lighting and everything though looks good and like i wanted to say like the the shrubbery that is there kind of does look in scale yeah, I think the first thing I looked for when I saw the picture, I was like, okay, like when I started to look at it, I was like, well, you know, the 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 stuff in the background here it doesn't really look out of scale. Like the little sticks that are there by it, like looks like you know those could be logs out and about where he is. So, kudos to you on that. That you know whether that was you know intentional or not, that worked out really well. But you know, just uh. You want to you want to work on that posing more, definitely. I, I'm always going to say that, though. <laughs> That's fair, and yeah. So hopefully, you know, some of that helped you or help you moving forward next time you go uh, approach another shot. Something, some of that stuff's uh, good to keep in mind. Yeah, definitely. Just try and put your put your head in the mindset of um, the character that you're shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine like what they would be doing, why they'd be doing it, et cetera, where they'd be doing it. Like the like you said, the like you know, Cheney said, like the shrubbery, like those little flowers and stuff, they're not they're not so out of scale. Like you could you could definitely make it work and same with the sticks, like they're not crazy big or anything, so it doesn't pull you out of it. But yeah. It's just a little some little tweaks here and there and, and this can be, you know, pretty solid. Yeah, it could really, really look killer. And maybe even, like, you know, visit it, like, in that same spot, but, you know, in, in the morning or in the afternoon before the sun goes down and mm-hmm. see what, what kind of lighting is there in that same spot. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we can go ahead. Huh? What's that? What are you I was going to say we can go ahead and end, that, end it on that one. Okay. Um, well, we got one more, and I'm only going to push it because it's from Mervine. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Mervine, he always comments, and he's a, a big fan of the the network and the show. So he's definitely going to get his question read. <laughs> oh, okay, I thought you said he had a photo like that. Okay. No, no, just a question. Um, mm-hmm. He said advice for shooting in small pa- s- small spaces. <clears throat> more in this case. Uh, did you say is less? Did you say is less is more? 
Yeah, yeah, so advice for shooting in small spaces question mark is less more in this case so if you don't have a lot of room to shoot in mm-hmm. like you don't want to like try and cram a bunch of uh, stuff in that shot right i wouldn't i mean i would focus more on like angles and lighting yeah i agree i mean you don't you and that's the thing is like not having a lot of space isn't a big deal you just need to just think outside the box a little more, get creative with like like the lighting and your and your angles and stuff. And you wouldn't even, no one's ever going to think that you're in a small space. Yeah. And when you're in a small space, you want to like, you know, as small as the space is, you want to get your, your figures, you know, pretty far away from the diorama that you're going to use, or maybe like you're using poster paper or whatever it is, the background is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, no matter how small that space is, try and get them away. Give that, you know, background room to breathe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. years ago, I like, I would just go into my garage and like turn all the lights off. And I would just put the figure on a table, nothing else. And I would just experiment with lighting and, and like different angles and stuff. And that's what I would do. Dude, I do the same thing in my fireplace sometimes. And (laughs) And talk about small spaces. (laughs) And and like some of the stuff you can pull out of that, you'd be be surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's not much. You know, that's the thing is you don't need to have a a fancy diorama or something or, you don't need to have like a great location necessarily. Like it could be on your coffee table and in the window, the, the light that's coming through the window could be cool. And then you just start playing around with it in different angles. And mm-hmm. there you go. So some um, of my favorite shots were just like, yeah, exactly. Like on my coffee table. Hell, I even shot my Dr. Strange once, like just on my couch, but everything mm-hmm. behind it was like, you know, focal blurred out. So yeah. You could tell that it was a couch, but just the way the light was falling in the window, just really, yeah captured it i think and and that's yeah that's you're selling you're selling the illusion to to the viewer like this is you're forcing them to see it from like your vision you're selling the illusion of dr strange yeah that's right <laughs> yeah because like figures these days are so like well done whether it be a legend or anything really like you can play with lights to really emphasis sculpts or mm-hmm. um, mood and things like that and just work with those things when you're stuck in kind of like a small spot yeah yeah there was a shot i did of uh ryu and ken like kind of like i think getting ready to fight or sparring or something and it was just the the light shining in from the the kitchen in the afternoon right before the sun went down and i uh i blew a little vape smoke there and then just hit it and it, it came out pretty dang good. So, yeah, there you have it. You don't need a lot of space. Um, just create, just get creative with it. Yeah. I mean, I'll walk around my neighborhood and I'll look at like the tiny little nooks and crannies and I'm like, okay, I have an idea for a figure in that tiny little spot. You know, sometimes I'll shoot it and like you can never tell that it was like the, the size of like half of a shoebox or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's ways to work in small spaces and just you know look at things at different angles and you, you, you never know what you'll find do, do you walk around looking for cracks in the ground tom i do <laughs> i do and then i have hulk take out my trash for me you know, it's great yeah. <laughs> i knew where you were going <laughs> just, make, just making sure <laughs> you know, hey what, what are you doing over there sir i'm just looking for a crack in the ground <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. <laughs> well then. Uh, so thanks everybody for sending your questions and for those that sent in your photos. We appreciate it. Hopefully uh, you guys take away some of what we said and it helps you. Um, That's a brave thing to do too. So It's not easy. Definitely. And you know, to be honest, it's not easy for me either. To, uh, it's new to me. So bear with me here. I'm not, I'm not used to uh, giving feedback on, on photos. So yeah, as we go, as we keep going, I'll get, I'll get a, a rhythm going here and I'll get better at it. Yeah, you better. <laughs> Someone critique my critiquing. You're down the road, buddy. I guess start an entire podcast just critiquing your critiques. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness! <laughs> can I can I be on that one too? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm just all, all right. So today's episode, we're going to critique Johnny's critique on the last episode. So <laughs> what he did here was he suggested this, and I actually disagree. You know, he was yeah. completely out of bounds with that suggestion. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think that was the wrong wrong way to go on that. I actually would have went with, you know, instead of suggesting moving the figure to the left, I would have suggested moving the figure to the right. So <laughs> take that, Sergeant B. All right. Well, unless you guys have anything else you want to add, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, I'm yeah. good. Yeah, Sounds good. Uh, Okay. Well, first off, Tom, thanks for hopping on with us. We really appreciate it. Yes, yeah, sir. thank you guys for having me. Seriously, it's always a blast talking with you guys. Why don't you go ahead and uh, let everyone know where they can uh, keep up with you at? I am I of Uwatu, and that's uh, in case you're not familiar with Marvel Comics, that is the Watcher, and uh, it's U A T U. I of Uwatu. On Instagram, um, I do a little show called um, One Sixth Pack. That's on YouTube. You can look up One Sixth Pack. We talk about One Sixth Scale figures. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And then, uh, like we, we talked about last time, you're going to have to set up one called the One Twelfth Pack. <laughs> and I got to, we'll have to drink all 12. Yes. <laughs> about halfway through i i i don't even know that show would be amazing by the end the end of every episode would be a show excuse me a bad show (laughs) it's a a it's a show show. it's a show of fun yeah yeah you would just be just you wouldn't be able to understand what was going on but it'd probably be really funny yeah yeah it would Uh, not a lot would be done but it'd be funny yeah, I think I think four or five, and I'm good. So, <laughs> alrighty. Well, be sure to check out the Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. Also, check out the ACBA podcast every Friday or Saturday. Not sure which day they're stuck on yet. <clears throat> ACBA's YouTube channel. Also, check out Epic Toy Art on Instagram. Be sure to check out Rectangular on YouTube with the latest and greatest Marvel Legends news. Check out D Amazing on YouTube with the latest import action figure reviews. Also check out the Foosh with Robo because he's amazing. Uh, check out Toy Galaxy on YouTube. Also check out Toyshiz on YouTube and Instagram. Check out our friend cjsem.com for all of your uh, cloth clothing figure needs. Uh, if you're in the UK, check out Toy Trash for all of your uh, figure needs. And if you're in the local area, check out Line Breakers. 
be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, and please leave us a review on iTunes. That would be greatly appreciated. Also, check us out on toymigos.com. And we've got uh, some cool stuff wrapping up for all of you guys out there that have been asking for, you know, merch or whatnot. uh, Get ready. So with that being said, I am Cheney 180. I'm Sergeant Bananas. And remember, guys, they're not dolls. (laughs) 